right, we're back. Thank you for holding on and staying with the KDK9 show. Remember, if you're driving and uh, you need the more the, all the inf- great information that Amy DeLong just gave us as far as for thunderstorms and fireworks or just overall anxiety, okay, uh, you can go to mytalk1071.com and go to my show page and it will be posted. All right, Josh will get that up. Uh, one of these, uh, I don't know how for how. Do you do it before you leave the studio, or how does that go there? Uh, the goal is within the next hour, yes. Oh, that's the goal. All right. I did not know that. Okay, Jiffy. What is a, How long is a Jiffy? Is it one billionth of a second? One millionth of a second? One quadrillion of a second? Or one trillion of a second? Uh, one millionth of a second. One millionth. Nah. Oh. I got this one right, too. I'm impressed with myself today. Uh, it's one trillionth of a second. Believe it or not, a jiffy is an actual unit of time defined during the late 18th century by scientist Gilbert Newton Lewis as the amount of time it takes light to travel one centimeter in a vacuum. <laughs> In a vacuum. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm thinking of the vacuum that vacuumed in my house, but I don't think yes. that's probably the one. But which, anyway. I need to do that today, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, which is about 33.4 P-I-C-O-S, P-I-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-C-O-S-E-
too many vaccinations can be harmful. So yep. I'm listening to you. Well, thank that. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, see that now that's their only personal choice. I try to give people the, you know, the, uh, to go and find out what they want to do, you know, dangle the carrot. So you look up more and not just be a drone and, and have the vet do this, that, and the other thing. Okay. You're going to add why, or what am I doing? Personally at six months old, I would just, uh, um, I would get, if you're going to do any shot, get a rabies. All right. Mm-hmm. I'd wait another wait till because you got to remember she's, you know, she was up in a tree, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stress going on right now. I don't mm-hmm. believe in get, yeah. you, when a dog is stressed or a cat is stressed to do any kind because their immune system is kind of what Kitty Wampus as it is. And so I would wait, you know, on that until like you find out, number one, you know, if nobody claims her. And then number two, then what's the next step to, to did the vet? think that maybe she might have been fixed because if she would think they were about six months she might have already been fixed did yeah they, did they I, look i mean and i don't know how she would know that she wasn't fixed and i'm just assuming though that that if they had spayed her they would have fixed her hernia correct well yeah that's true too that's very true Okay, but yeah, so that so what you want to do though is um if you're going to get a get a fix because uh, from six months on the cats can come into heat and so you mm-hmm. don't want her to come into heat, <laughs> all right? And mm-hmm. so, but you don't want to do the shot at the same time as the surgery. So the best okay. thing, the thing that if you're going to keep her and then get it, get her fixed, uh, then the, it depends on your vet. Uh, you, you, what I would do is I'd ask them, can I please just get her fixed because I don't want to have baby kittens. And then when she's... Um, you know, uh, fix and maybe about a month after surgery, then I'll go and, you know, her system is up and going again and not stressed out. And then I'll do the, the, uh, the rabies, but uh, let's back up, you know, some vests that no, we can't, we get, she has to have the rabies before we fix her. So like I say, you have to just kind of talk to the vet and just see what's going on, you know, and and then because I would opt to get her fixed first. So you don't have to worry about her getting kitten, having kittens and then getting their hernia taken care of. Right. right? And then um, and then I would worry that if you want not worry, I would because if she hasn't gotten any of those diseases by now, (laughs) because a lot of those diseases are kitten, kitten prone, you know, when they're smaller. And see, they get antibiotics from their mom, just like the dogs do. And so a lot of times okay. they can fight off things and stuff. And so that's why, um, you know, the book Your Cat, Your Cat by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. Uh, that's a, like a Bible for cat owners. And so okay. you may want to, uh, I think it's a pretty good sized book. And it's only, I think the last, it was like 14 bucks online. And anyway, uh, so that's why you just got to do the what what are you comfortable with? But I like okay. I said, if this was my cat, I would want to get her fixed first. And if they say no, she got to have their fact. Then say you know what? Well, then I'll. Uh, I, I, that's not the way I want to do it in this order. And just see if they're willing to work with you. Okay. Okay. But that's that'd be the tough thing. But yeah, they're gonna want to try to do all these shots and such like that. And uh, now for the life manual, you know, there's one shot that if they don't get it when they're little, it never mind even getting it later because it's they're out of that window of oper- uh, t- time where they can't get it anymore. Okay. And I can't remember what that is, but it being that she's uh, tested um, negative for feline loop, that's excellent. And also, so you're on your, wo- your road there, that's for sure. So Okay. On my next question then, she sent me an estimate on how much it would be to spay her and fix the hernia, and it's between like 550 and $600. Okay. Is that well, <laughs> it's a sign of the times is what it is. Uh, okay. There is a, uh, a vet in Amory, Wisconsin. She used to advertise on the show, Dr. Jill, Northwestern mm-hmm. Wisconsin Veterinary Clinic. 
Northwestern Veterinary Clinic, okay, in Amory, Wisconsin. Dr. Jill and Dr. What's your husband? Uh, right. Jeff, I think. But anyway, so anyway, so they, they do uh, low, lower cost spay and neutering and stuff like that. So you might right. want to look into them because usually what you do is you drop the uh, the cat off in the morning, then go have some breakfast. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so usually within a, you know, a cup, it might be because she's got the hernia, it might be a little bit longer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, but you can give them a call up there. Uh, it's okay. Northwestern Wisconsin Veterinary Clinic dot com, I think okay. is what it is. And anyway, but yeah, you can check and then just check around your vets on the outside of the city are more reasonable. You know, like okay. you go up to Princeton, but we have a, a, a little kind of glitch is that um, uh, a lot of clinics are not taking new clients. All right. And so sure. because they have all they can do with what they've got and the staff they've got. So that's sure. kind of another sure. wrinkle in the sheets there. So, but sure. you, you know, you could call around and like I say, if you go outside the city, like maybe go try Hudson, uh, you know what I mean? Try, try mm-hmm. outside the main city area and you can, you might okay. get a lot of different. And the more you travel, if you go up to Ely, it's really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact because my uh, second inherited daughter used to live up in Ely and her dog had a, a massive surgery down here. It probably would have cost six, seven thousand thousand dollars it cost 12 wow. yeah it cost 1200 up there wow and so yeah so I mean, like i said you get outside of the city city limits the further out you go the less the you know the less uh the costs are okay and is, is fixing the hernia something like i have to be more cautious about who i would take her to because that's a more it's a, yeah, a little bit more evasive, but um, no, you know, they if they know their stuff, they should be able to do it. No problem. Okay. 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 If they know that okay. anything's, you know, anything's, you know, you could have a brain surgeon have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. So there is no guarantees. Okay. Okay. And the okay. only other thing, reason I didn't like that vet is she told me to, that it is perfectly fine to give her dry food. <laughs> Boy, I got like, a good listener with you. you. And we're just going to be talking about that too. I'm going to be giving a, the, all the cat owners out there a challenge when we get time to talk about this. About We're going to talk about cat and food because <clears throat> this week I got quite a few, uh, oh, not quite a few, a couple of calls about cats that were hitting the skids. And anyway, so, but yeah, sure. so I'm so proud of you. Look at you. <laughs> well, I, I'm really hoping to keep her now. I, I, like, I'm just dreading if the owners come forward. <laughs> I've spent a lot of money on her already and yep. I'm already attached to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I think she's probably, she crossed your path for a reason, I think. Yeah, you know. I think so too, because I was planning on looking for a cat. Oh, fall. see? Look at that. See? It would just be, <laughs> it was it meant to be. into my house. Yeah, it was just like me. Now, um, I got down to one cat. I had Walter. Okay, and I always promised myself that if I got down to one cat, I'd get bird feeders, because I love bird feeders. I grew up with them at my grandma's but i don't want to feed the birds to the cats right okay i know see i got the bird feeder i got the feed to figure out where i'm going to put the feeder i'm in the school i'm dinging around and i hear a meow and it's not like a meow that i was used to you know that ain't walter's meow (laughs) i come out of this out of the school and here sit well now i call her sally and she was probably maybe five months old uh she's kind of a white calico type i think and she just you know meow meow and I'm just, I tried to pick her up. She didn't run for me, but you know she wasn't like you know feral. So I threw some food into the into the down the hallway of the school, and she ran in there, and I shut the door. And so then she stayed in my school for three months. I did not see her. She would eat, she would drink, she I mean she you know use the litter box. And then one uh, one evening, I had eight dogs in class. She comes out like she owned the place. 
okay, I haven't seen you <laughs> how long? And anyway, so, but yeah, a long story short, she turned out, now she's a kid, like a Velcro cat. You can't get her off you. She gets on your lap and she is like rude to you. But yeah, but like I said, she just came out of nowhere. And then a couple months later, then Cat with a K came out of nowhere. And I don't go looking. Everybody just kind of falls into my place. So and it is what it is. I think your paths cross for a reason. So I think I, so too. Well, thank you. You've you been bet. very helpful. It makes you me bet. feel more confident in Good. what to do next. Okay, kiddo, you take care. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your pretty cat. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's, uh, the, that's, yeah, the, the cats, they just kind of come out of nowhere. And I really, almost every dog that I've lost, I, I've never gone looking for a dog. It just, it, they just cross. Somebody will call up, you know, geez, can you just hold this dog for a little bit till we find a home for him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, it's staying here. <laughs> you know, cat, like I say, I open up a door, there's a cat. It's like, oh, good gravy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's just craziness. Oh, gosh, yeah, we're late for break. I'm sorry. You got you to gotta sit there and knock me, knock, knock, pudding head, okay? What am I doing here? Um, da, 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 da. Okay, let's see. Okay, what, what did the traffic light say to the car? What did the traffic light say to the car? We'll be back. All right, I'm back. There we go. Got another break coming up pretty quick because I over went, really went over. <laughs> you got to give me that the, the circle above your head. Like, yeah. Okay, like, hello. Yeah, that, that one was on me. We're late. <laughs> so it's like, because I have a tendency not to look at the clock as I get the motor mouth in my mouth, okay? Okay, why did the tra- what did the traffic light say to the car? Mm. Don't look. I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs> that ding ding ding. It's a good one. That's a dad joke. Ding ding ding. Yep. Went from trivia to dad joke. Didn't see that, did you? <laughs> okay. Got a question. Give a holler. 651 641 1071. Okay. Who's up to bat? We have Megan. She has a dog update for you, Katie. Oh, yes. I love updates. Okay. Hi, Megan. Hi. Um, I am Megan. I brought my dog, Liesel, up for like a one on one. Yep. Liesel. Because I remember the name. Yep. I yes. Know. So. I just wanted to give you a call, a call and an update because I know you love that. Yes, I do. So excited. Yes, I do. <laughs> I think I have a dog. Oh yay! <laughs> um, I mean, we still have a ways to go, um, but I actually brought her over to my parents' house. I've been doing that a little bit to kind of get her used to other people. Yep. Um, but I brought her over a week a uh, week ago Saturday, so last Saturday. Okay. Um, and she finally met my sister's dog, their neighbors. And I think that incur- meeting Pinky, the Great Dane, kind of encouraged her. I had to drag Liesel out of the corner. But once she kind of met and sniffed around with Pinky a little bit, she kind of realized that there's fun things to sniff around and that people aren't necessarily so scary. Nice. Um, she was, like, taking treats and chicken out of little bits of chicken out of people's hands. She wouldn't even do that with me. Nice. Um, so. Wow. I know, but I mean, we still have a little bit of work. She actually found her voice. Um, ah. so we're working on, um, you know, the word enough, you know, because okay. how dare people walk by, on, you know, on the street or drive on the street or the public sidewalk, right. you know, so yeah. we're, we're working on that, you okay. know, using enough and a little growl at her. Okay. Nice. Um, she walks okay in a leash when we can get out. It's been so blazing hot that it's hard to want to oh, yeah. do that. Yeah, no kitty. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Well, that's yeah, that is good because it is. It's all. It's a. It's a process. You know, it's baby Absolutely. steps, baby steps, baby steps. And people, when you get the real shy dogs like that, and that you just kind of, you know, you want to just come on. All I want to do is hug and love you, and and everything will be fine. But you know, in their mind, you you got to help them like these baby steps. And so, did yeah. now with that Dane Pinky, did did she eventually start playing with Pinky at all? Not really. I mean, Pinky's ten years old. So okay. Kind of. Oh, kind of laying around. Well, yeah. She's, she, I mean, she's still, you know, she's. Uh, Pinky the Dane is pretty, you know, slow, but I think it just helps. Yes. Because she was able, you know, because Pinky loves everybody. Yep. Um, so it kind of helped her. I think Liesl saw that. Yep. And that, oh, it's not so, you know, pe- oh, pe- people I can, should interact with them? Yes. What? Yes. And that helps a lot uh, when you got a shy dog. If you got another dog that's laid back like that, because shy yeah. dogs hate busyness, it scares mm-hmm. them. And so, but then they also take the lead like, old. Well, that dog thinks humans are cool and they kind of yeah. like stay in the background like okay i'm watching this maybe i can do that too you know but it really does yeah. help when you got an easy dog like that a steady dog so that's yeah, really, really cool yeah. so and i definitely want i know you have that shy dog class that right now and gas prices and stuff are so bad and i live on the opposite side, side of the, of the street, street. So <laughs> it's a it's it's a, i do want to do that but i'm just saying people if you have a you know one-on-one with Katie Canine, oh. it can get you started. Oh, so. that's thank you. Now that that rescue your do- you know, the, and plus the book, rescue your dog from fear. Yep. that's huge because it really helps okay. you understand the mindset and helps work. It helps you control your frustrations at time, and then also how to move the dog forward, baby steps yeah. at a time. So, yeah. Oh, that and is I so think cool. I just also one. Um, we thought, or I thought she was just half lab and half German short hair pointer. You made a comment about maybe some hound in her. Uh-huh. Somebody on the group of twenty four. Somebody did a DNA test, which I would never pay to do. Okay. But came back half lab, a quarter. German short hair, and then a quarter Norwegian elk hound. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> she sounds kind of houndy when she barks. Yeah, so. there you go. Get that little bit of a oh into it, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah, don't, don't be afraid to have boundaries because that's what they need. They no. need boundaries. And so we're working on that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Boundaries, not like boundaries in the yard, but I mean, just, you know, there's there's rules and then there are consequences for the rules. And basically, mm-hmm. the, the consequence is your voice. Hey, don't even think yeah. it. So yeah. anyway, well, that so is so good. That. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That is so cool. And thank yeah. you. Thank you for calling. And, and please call anytime with updates. I'll lo- love oh, to hear. You know what? I will. Go. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, and I'll probably, you're welcome. Probably see you on Thursday. Oh, so. are you going to be there? I should be there. Yeah. Oh, yay. Okay. Make sure you come up and introduce yourself. So I, I will. Know, so I can I know will. the face <laughs> again. Right. Remember, I'm usually always yeah. looking like dogs. I tell people yeah, that, that in my class. I said, if you see me out in the public and you say hi and I give you that deer in the headlight look, if you have your dog, we're fine. Okay. But otherwise, like I say, I don't look up. I'm usually watching the dogs so much that I'm not paying much attention to the human. And so anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, well, we'll see you Thursday then. Take care. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. She was one of the lucky ones to get tickets. There we yes. go. Yes. There we go. There we it's go. It's a big, a big, big deal coming up on uh, uh, Thursday. I know, and you're going to be working the board. Yeah, I'll be here the for the, the back end of it. Uh, Grant's going to be doing uh, Lori and Julia, obviously, and then I will be in here for the last hour, and then I'll probably maybe go join up after I'm done doing stuff here. So. Oh, nice, 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 nice. You're not scared of the cities like I am? <laughs> no, I've worked at Target Field for quite a few, or I used to work at Target Field for a handful of years, so I would have oh, to go down there all the time. Oh, wow. Plus, 
had to go down there last week for jury duty for like one day. So. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. How many it's, times have you gotten called for jury duty? Once, and that was it. And it, I was only down there one day, and then the other two days were pretty much me waiting. And then they're like, yeah, we don't need you. I'm like, okay, cool. Because, uh, okay, I'm going to be 67 next week is my birthday. Okay, the 23rd. Yeah. And anyway, um, uh, and I have only gotten out of that many years, and I vote. Okay, um, and I've only been called for jury duty once. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Went down there, and then it's just kind of like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, we don't need you. Bye. And it's yeah. like, okay, thanks. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, have you heard the joke about the butter? We'll be back. All right. Hey, we're back. We got open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. 1071 Have you heard the joke about the butter? My only response that I could conjure up during the break was, I've not, but I feel like it's better left unspread. Ooh, you're very, that's pretty good. Because it says, I better not tell you, it might spread. Ah, see, I was, I was right on you're the tip right, of that one. You're right, you got it. You put it over there, put it over there. I better not tell you, it might spread. I love butter. I love so butter. Good. The best butter in the whole world is at Trader Joe's, the blue box, the blue one, you know. I kid you not, not that I've done this, well, I've, you know, you could eat it by the spoonful, and it has the real taste of butter. Yeah. I just, oh, love <laughs> that. Love it. You know what? One of my favorite things is, yeah, but just regular white bread, okay, toast it, butter it, you put cinnamon on it and sugar on mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. That. My, and, my my mom used to call it surprise toast. It's the best breakfast a kid can have. Oh, it is. I, I love cinnamon, anything. Anything yeah. with cinnamon, I just love. So anyway, okay. Uh, like I say, 651-641-641-1071. Okay, let's talk about, we always talk about dogs and what, how they eat. Now, first of all, with dogs, what I want to reiterate is that, you know, I'm a big proponent on rehydrating the food. You know, that means you take whatever you're feeding, you know, let's say the the dry kibble, hopefully it's Nutrisource or Pure Vita or one of the many great recipes from, uh, or formulas from Nutrisource. And then what you do is you put it in the bowl and then you put hot tap water until it floats really nice. And then also what you can also add, put half hot water. And then you know the new kombucha, the new kombucha that has the prebiotics, post, pro, probiotics, prebiotics, which makes postbiotics, is an awesome. You know, you want to try some of that. Maybe put that in there and then some hot water. So then you got, you know, it's because you're rehydrating, you're adding a whole bunch of great stuff, you know, for that, for the food. Okay, now we put that aside. All the kibbles floating and some of that kombucha and then some of the hot water. Okay, now uh, non grain free come back in about a half hour uh it should be all the water all the kombucha and the water should be gone and uh, soaked into the food or and if you uh, grain free sometimes take about an hour so now you go back to the bowl uh Mix it up a little bit. Take a, like you put your finger in your thumb, feel a couple of the nuggets, and you want to put your soft to the center, all right? If not, add a little bit more kombucha or a little bit more water, and then wait a little bit, and then now if it's ready to go, put in your supplements, whether you're putting in fish oil, digestive enzymes, uh, uh, extra virgin coconut oil. Okay, mix it up, and now feed it. So now you are rehydrating it, because dogs don't chew their food, folks, right? Okay? 
they they slam it. And then people go and buy these puzzles that slow down the feeding. Well, technically, they're just slurping it up and slamming it down, you know, a little bit, like one after the other instead of a pile at one time. So the whole thing is the best thing to do is is that you rehydrate the food because otherwise that whole nugget goes into the stomach and is sitting there. Okay, now they just ate a bunch of, you know, saltine crackers. I mean, and so now they have to drink a lot of water to compensate for all that dry matter. And now it's rehydrating in the gut. And some dogs have a really hard time with that. And so now, especially if you have a really long dog, deep chested, uh, I'm sure you heard a bloat. Okay, bloat is... uh, uh what they've done, they've done studies and they said that they would used to raise the water bowl and raise the dinner. They're not sucking up as much air that will help not have the dog bloat. But we really, what they found out over time was that by them just slamming that whole kibble hole and that weight of the, the kibble of that dish, you know, sitting in their stomach and then they go drink a whole bunch of water and all that weight sitting in the stomach. And now that they, they got to, it's got to rehydrate in the stomach. It extends the axles of the stomach. And sometimes now what bloat is. Is, is that then like think of it like a hammock you got the uh, you know the the extensions holding the hammock up and then now with all that weight in the hammock it pulls those extensions and makes them longer and so then what happens is that now if the dog turns wrong jumps wrong their stomach can flip and now they're bloating and so that's why uh, by rehydrating the food you're putting less weight all together and then plus you've already rehydrated so the stomach doesn't have to work so hard to do it so um, I would strongly recommend, especially those that they got long, tall dogs, deep chested, but a lot of dogs that are having diarrhea problems. If you rehydrate the food, you'll be really surprised. All of a sudden, it's like whoa, because the stomach is having a hard time breaking it down. And so that's why hopefully you'll start rehydrating your dog's food. It takes a little bit of time, but you can do it. You know, I I always just you know about an hour before dinner, just get it all ready, put it away, uh, so that and I have cats, and so I don't want the cat to jump on the counter. And eat the dog food, you know, so I'll just put it like in the a stove or someplace. I'll put it out in the cupboard, put it out of the way so the cat can't get it. But anyway, so uh, rehydrating the food, I think, would be really a good, healthy mood, especially if your dog has been having trouble with diarrhea or whatever type thing. And then um, uh, just try rehydrating and see if that helps their digestive system. All right. Okay. Now, also, now for feeding cats. Now, this is, I want to put a challenge out there to all you cat owners. Okay, now let's start from the beginning. Cats came from the desert, all right? They are meant to get, they, God made them, whereas they get their moisture from what they eat. They don't have that little dinger in their head that I just ate a whole but, uh, bunch of, you know, dry matter. And now i got to drink a whole bunch of water to compensate for that matter. So then what happens over time that you start seeing them drink more and more. But then also over time from eating dry food dry, you start seeing them throw up on a regular basis. Uh, you start seeing them get constipated on a regular basis. Uh, there, if you look in the doo-doo, you, uh, look at the doo-doos in their litter box, their litter box, the doo-doos are very dry and almost hard. And some dogs quit using, uh, some dogs, some cats quit using the litter box when they start getting really high doo-doos, hard doo-doos like that. Because in their mind, they're thinking the, the, the pain comes from being in the litter box, all right? And so then they start pooping other places in the house. But if, it, if, if your cat's doo-doo is really, really hard and almost dry, uh, not from being sitting out for five days, but I mean, like I say, in a matter at the end of the day or whatever, uh, then what you need to do is you, the, dog, the cat needs more moisture in their diet. 
So what I strongly suggest, what the challenge to you is, is that if you have um, a cat uh, at all <laughs> and you're feeding dry food, put the dry food away for two weeks. Start using extra version or extra. I try start using grain free canned food. Now, Nutrisource has got about seven of them that do not have chicken in. A lot of cats have gotten chicken allergies because of uh, of every canned food, I mean, had chicken in it. And my Walter is one of them. My Walter, uh, and I was after Nutrisource, this is many years ago, and said, can you make some without chicken? Because I got a cat with chicken allergies. And they came out with seven formulas. And so that's why, you know, Nutrisource has the great, great grain-free canned foods. So what you're going to do is, now the challenge to you is, is for get your cat on a total grain-free canned food for two weeks. Total grain-free canned food for two weeks, all right? Okay, you seven cats, you have, you have to transfer it over as far as maybe take a little bit of uh, the canned food and put a little bit of warm water with it and then take a, maybe a couple of tablespoons of the dry food and mix with it. And then pretty soon it becomes less dry and more of the canned. And then because cats love to lick their food, as I said earlier. They don't basically chew their food unless the nugget's too big, but they prefer to lick it. So anyway, so then there's going to become less and less of the dry and more and more of the grain-free canned. And then, like, you could add, a, you know, a little bit. They like the graviness of it, most cats. Most cats like the pate. They don't like the stews or the shredded. Most cats like the pate, which that's what Nutrisource has got. There's a lot of the, the, the pâtés. I don't know what pate means. Do you know what pate means? I have no idea. Well, it sounds like, like it sounds like something I need. Like sounds like something you'd put on bread. I don't yeah, know. I, well, yeah, it's just it's, smooth. It sounds, it's been ground it, it up like and a stuff like that. Potato or something. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't know. So, it yeah, sounds familiar. Pate. So anyway, so so the challenge is is to get your cat totally on a grain free canned food. All right. And uh, they, but for, for two weeks, they have to not have any dry food whatsoever. You're going to notice the doodos are a lot less in the, um, in the bo- box. You're going to notice the doodos are nice. They're moist. I know that's really crap to say about doodos, but anyway, uh, throwing up the throwing up, the cat won't be throwing up your hairballs anymore because now what a lot of cats throw up because of the dry matter, they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matter and their pancreas takes a hit and they start ralphing. Okay, it's not technically a hairball. Technically, is their digestive system is having a hard time. Okay, so then I know what you're going to notice in the two weeks when they're on a total grain-free canned food is their coat is going to be a lot less shetty. It's going to be not as staticky. Uh, the litter box, you're going to notice that. You're going to notice the cat be a little bit happier. And the great thing is, is that the cats that are like overweight are going to, well, not in two weeks, but they will lose maybe a pound or so because uh, we'll lose, start losing weight on the gr- grain-free canned foods. And the reason is because your dry food is at least 50 to 60% carbs. And what do carbs turn into? Sugar. What does sugar turn into? Fat. And that's why a lot of the cats get so morbidly obese is from eating dry food. So if you get them off of it and get them on a good grain-free canned food, like Nutrisource, go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com and then look in their cat section and you can see all the grain-free cat foods that they've got. And so and they're, they're, your cat's not going to like them all. Uh, just make a note. 
of which ones they don't. And some cats are finicky. They're carb addicted. So they don't want to roll into a, you know, but just take your time. You know, with my Bubba, I always tell you this story, you know, for 20 years ago, is that Bubba was 38 pounds and uh, he refused to give up. Yeah, he refused to give up his uh, <laughs> his kibble. So I would I'd start out with like 20 of those kibbles. You know, I'd put them out so he had to walk to go get them. And then at the very end, then what I would do is I would mix a little bit, made a little bit of a gravy with some of the grain-free canned foods. And so then he'd lick that up. Well, then pretty soon it was less kibble and more and more grain-free canned. And then pretty soon I got him off the kibble. It took me almost a month, I think, to get him totally off. And so, but if you can make that change, you'll be just amazed at how your cat, uh, just their overall, their coat, their health, just whole thing. And as far as like chewing, uh, and this is in the dog world too, chewing to that, okay, they're not eating dry matter. Well, what about their teeth? Folks, I just said dogs don't eat their food. They, they slam it. And cats lick their food. Dry matter of the food does not keep your dog's or cat's food or teeth clean. All right. Okay, we're going to have a quick run to break. Okay, what, what are we doing? Oh, let's do a... Ah, this is... The, now, I this is what I did not know. Okay. Are ready for this? Charlie Brown's father was a cartoonist, a door-to-door salesman, a postal worker, or a barber. Charlie Brown's father was a... We'll be back. All right, we're winding her down for another Sunday of KDK9. I'm your nooner on Sundays now from noon to 2. I used to be on from 4 to 6. And uh, this is now uh, the first Saturday in August. I will be, I've done my show for 20 years. Lori and Julia started, I think it was the first week in June. I want to say it was June 4th or 5th. I can't remember now. And anyway, so they started. And then, um, uh, then... Like I said, there was Ian and Marjorie. That that's a long story. But anyway, so I mean, it's it's hard to believe I've been doing this twenty years, and I, I love every minute. And the whole, I love my listeners. You guys are great. Okay, uh, Charlie Brown father was a cartoonist, door to door salesman, a postal worker, or a barber. What a do you think? Postal worker. Nope. Nope. I guessed. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Door to door salesman. Yeah, yeah. It was a barber. Oh, interesting. Charlie Brown' okay. dad was a barber, just like Peanuts creator Charles M. Schultz' own father. So Schultz's dad was a barber. So he made Charlie Brown's dad be a barber. Interesting. The one show where they really don't have an accurate like head of hair is. Yeah. is yeah. That's <laughs> kind, of, kind of ironic. Yeah, it, that is. I guess I didn't think of that either. But yeah, that list. I yeah, I love peanuts. I grew up with that. My dad was a nut about oh, yeah. peanuts, Charlie Brown, and such like that. Doesn't get old. No, holds I, up even today. Yeah, obviously, I'm a huge Snoopy fo- fan and a Woodstock fan. Yeah. That's that's my favorite. Charlie Brown, you know, I, I, bless his bless his soul. <laughs> and Lucy, I love Linus, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, uh, so once again, I want to challenge all you guys uh, out there, and let's make it a double challenge. I challenge you dog owners to rehydrate your dog's food for two weeks. That's something you can do right now. You don't have to, It doesn't take anything special. Just take whatever food you're feeding, put it in the bowl, put hot tap water on it till it floats nice, okay? Or what you do is do half tap water and do some of the kombucha from uh, Nutrisource because that's got the good prebiotics, post, uh, prebiotics, probiotics, which is called postbiotics. It is so good for the digestive. So I would suggest that. And the reason why the hot water helps rehydrate the food faster, you could just put kombucha on 
on it and let it float real nice. And it'll be great, but it's just going to take longer for it to rehydrate, okay? So you can make uh, uh, some ahead of time if you want. Put it like in a Pyrex bowl and then mem- uh, and then p- put the capuchin in there along with the food and then made the water, then seal it. And then, like I say, let's say you now you're going to go away for a couple hours and when you come back, hopefully it's all, you know, all been re- rehydrated. Okay, so that's the challenge you do, do to you dog owners for two weeks from today. Okay, in two weeks, you're going to call me and let me know if it made a difference for your dog's digestive system rehydrating the food instead of feeding it whole. Then also for those dogs that gulp the food, that inhale it, this is especially important that you rehydrate that food because now if they gulp it, it's already rehydrated and it's not hard on their gut system. Okay, so the challenge for you cat owners is to rotate out of all dry food. Don't give any dry food whatsoever. And then rotate it into a great, good grain-free canned food. Uh, or if you want to add some raw hamburgers, some raw chicken, that'd be great too. All right. And some cats are picky. Some cats will just dive right into, you know, the change. So the whole thing is, is that, you know, uh, if your cat will dive right in, great. Just open the can and start feeding it. And uh, now, uh, mind you, usually my cats, like uh, if you get the five ounce can, like tuna size can, uh, about ha- a little more than half of a can in each fa- in each feeding is the, kind of the norm. And uh, the thing is, is if you go by the weight of your cat, and now folks, if your cat is overweight, you don't feed according to what they weigh, you feed according to what they should weigh, okay? And now with cats, you don't want them to lose weight too fast. So you can't like take, like you used to, leave out food all the time and he just you know was a grazer you know what you just got to do is that now you're gonna pull the food up and give them set feeding times is what you're gonna do and so then like i say just slowly you know uh do the rotation over and you're gonna have a lot healthier cat a longer lived cat and uh and like i said the the grain-free canned foods that nutrisource have got you can go to nutrisourcepetfoods.com now the kombucha that you know is geared towards you know the dog world but tooth honestly i've been giving it to my cats okay i've been doing my cats and so <clears throat> you know a little here and a little there <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> frog and fruit frog and fruit <clears throat> okay and so uh yeah uh, so even then, then and Nutrisource I know is working on one for cats specifically, but I give it to the cats. You know, the, lap it up too when I put a little bit over their food and stuff like that. It's good stuff. You can't go wrong with it. Okay. So the challenge is rotate your cats off a of dry food into good grain free canned food, aka Nutrisource is great. And then the challenge to you dog owners start rehydrating the dog's food. And then in two weeks I need you to call. And then that, and then two weeks will be like my 20th anniversary. <laughs> and so uh, then you, I want you to call and let me know the difference, like in your dog's doo-doos and the digestive, you know, whatever type thing. Um, uh, so that's, uh, it, it's, you have no idea what you feed and how you feed it is all the difference between a healthy and unhealthy dog or cat. And then, like I say, with cats, if they're throwing up, this would be invaluable to get them off of that uh, dry food. Now, one thing that I kind of scratched my head at is that especially cats are really prone to diabetes. And what I don't get is that the vets give you a specialty feed for diabetic cats that is in dry form 
And the dry form is at least 50% carbs. Carbs turn into sugar. Sugar turns into fat. And then sugar turns into diabetic cat not doing so well. So that's what I don't understand. So that's why in my line of work uh, with dogs or cats that are dealing with diabetes, boy, you get them off of all the, the dry foods and go to the... Uh, you know, the no carbs because carbs turn into sugar. So anyway, so that's just my food for thought on that. Now, you got a cat, though, Josh, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, so how old? Uh, eight. Eight? Yes. Okay. What's his name or her name? Uh, his name is Tug. Tug. Yes. T-U-G, Tug. Yep. All right. What color is he? Uh, I believe he's white with kind of a brown, brown, brown and black spots, so like calico-ish. Oh, really? Cat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? How oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, be cool. He's very healthy. He honestly has not really had any health issues that I've had to worry about. Mm -hmm. I do need to, I am kind of overdue on his shots just because it's been a couple of years since I've actually gotten his updated shots. But Mm -hmm. it's one of those things and just don't have to really tackle. I feel like I don't need to tackle a lot of things if he seems happy and healthy, I guess. And I know that's kind of like not, not, not the case, but also like he kind of, as long as he's firing on all cylinders, I don't really worry too much about it. See, the, the problem with feeding dry food to a lot of male cats is that usually between 6 and 8 and then 11, 12, they can get crystals in their urine. And then we got you got a nice, healthy vet bill. Yeah. And so anyway, but uh, um, yeah, you might want to think, rethink, you know, is your cat a totally indoor cat? Okay, you might want to rethink the shot versions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do need to get that taken care of just because he actually handled it pretty well. And the you know, only concern is, even though it's a three-ish, four-minute drive up the road to the uh, to the PetSmart vet there, it's 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 a whiny one. Whiny one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you just might want to think, you know, one and done. You oh, know, yeah. Especially, you know, that you don't need for a totally indoor cat. What's he susceptible to? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and honestly, last time I brought him in, he was in his carrier, and I think a, a big Dane just came up and barked at him, and he just kind of stood there like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. So anyway, so well, make sure you guys check out my Facebook page. Uh, you can go to mytalk1071.com, and you can uh, see there's a link to my website, the KDK9 website. You can check out my classes. Uh, I have beginner one classes, I have puppy classes, shy dog classes, and private lessons. And then you can go to my uh, Facebook page. I'm always posting funny stuff, fun stuff, and then uh, some stuff that you need to know on my Facebook page, the KDK9 Facebook page. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. And so, you know, you can never go wrong with training, folks. And, you know, when people go for walks with their dogs, okay, and they let them scan in front of them, what you got to think about is what the dog sees, okay? What the dog sees is that he's out in front, so he's a leader and you're the peon. Or he's out in front, so he has to protect you from everything that's going on in front. So he's going to become barky, reactive, aggressive. Not all personalities. I'm saying some personalities start becoming reactive and aggressive because they're put out there in front. So twofold. Either they think they got to protect you or they're cool and you're not and they're going to take over the situation. So, you know, obedience training and getting to work really walk nice on the leash is a must for all to help your dog uh, just be a better dog overall and have better manners. I want to thank you for listening, folks. Great. Now, keep your dog cool this week. Get those kiddie pools. Stand them in cold water. And uh, if you don't blame, if you don't train them, you don't blame them. So you guys have a great week. Stay cool. Keep the dogs home. Don't put them in the cars. Take care. Bye-bye.